Are you longing for real life change and lasting impact? At more to be we believe that is possible through a fresh encounter with God and His Word. I'm Lisa Pulliam, the founder of more to be host of the more to be podcast, and I'm here to help you think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day. And today I'm joined again by my dear friend Kaylee Couch as we unpack the topic of counting your blessings, which is just perfect for the upcoming Thanksgiving season, and it's inspired by our raw scripture study theme this month. So if you are new to More to Be and new to the raw scripture study, let me unpack that a little bit. Uh, For raw, it stands for read, uh, apply, and write. And what we do in the More to Be uh, Facebook tribe group is that we look at two scripture verses a week, sometimes one scripture verse a week, and we unpack it. We we read that verse in context and we are seeking God to show us how to apply it in our life and then we're writing it out in our journals. Uh, some of some of the gals in our group are pretty creative on how they do mm-hmm. their Bible journaling, right, Kaylee? Yeah. Um, and some of us are just a little bit more, uh, give me a pen and give yeah. me a journal page. <laughs> I'm just going to write Let me write some words. words down. Right, right, right. So bring your creativity to our group and come join us as we study the word. So Kaylee, what are your thoughts about counting blessings as we think about this Thanksgiving season that we're coming into? Well, I, I'm actually excited that this is airing in October because I I wanted to think that like counting our blessings, it needs to be a lifestyle that we carry throughout the year. And yet, because the Thanksgiving season is about thankfulness, I've, I've seen it now, especially with social media. It's the whole, okay, how many days of, to Thanksgiving and you know, post one thing that you're thankful for each day. And there's these great like, movements and kind of activity around the season. But then I find you know, it's just, well, it's just for November kind of thing. And so, yeah, I was excited that this is airing in October, kind of setting it up as we head into that season that it is wonderful. I love Thanksgiving. Um, And it's great to have kind of that remembrance of that. And yet, how do we cultivate it so that that is a Mm 12-month thing that we are always looking for God's blessings? Because they're around us. I mean, he's given us so much. Mm -hmm. And how do we stay focused on that and not get trapped with all the negativity that's around us and all the hardship that comes in our in our life. Yeah, I think that's really good. You know, I, I think of Ann Voskamp and when she wrote mm. 1,000 Gifts, which was the culmination of her already living out 1,000 Gifts long before that book was released. Sure. And so there was this movement that kind of matched the early blogger movement where you just, you got a journal or you did it on your Facebook or your Instagram or your blog and you, you kept a list of the things that you were thankful for every day mm-hmm. for a thousand until you reached a thousand. So maybe one day you would get a hundred things and another day you might get two. Mm-hmm. But it was this idea of cultivating gratitude in your heart. And yes. I remember reading some of Anne's story and hearing her speak at a conference. And that came out of um, her being in a dark season and struggling to... Um, I, I don't want to say she was struggling with depression or anxiety because I don't remember it clearly enough, but it was kind of that cloud of mm-hmm. darkness over her. And somebody from her church, if I remember the story correctly, challenged her to start giving thanks. Mm. Well, I think a lot of times, you know, it's that perspective shift mm-hmm. of what are you going to focus on? And if if we start looking 
for how God's working because he is working mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. But when we take that time to, to shift our, our mind and our perspective, we start to recognize how he's pouring into our lives in ways that maybe we wouldn't have before. Cause we, and sometimes too, I think we just take things for granted. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. And I think that, um, the Bible gives us an example. We're going to look at it today from kind of an unusual perspective, but, mm-hmm. um, this idea of Thanksgiving, I think of it, uh, over the last six or seven months in a very different way. I, I think of it in terms of bread and mm-hmm. manna. And so if you go to the old Testament passage where God provided manna, he mm-hmm. provided it for the day yes. and they were not to collect it and store it up or it would rot. They still had to take a day of rest from collecting it. And so it was God's provisions for them. And then if you flip to the New Testament, when Jesus did communion and he mm-hmm. broke the bread and, and gave it to his disciples and says, do this in remembrance of me, um, it, it is that the breaking of that bread is the symbol of thank, of thankfulness. Like I'm thanking mm-hmm. God for what I have. And Elisa Turkos taught this in a Bible study I did I think it's her I am Bible study that she says the blessing comes after the Thanksgiving. Mm. Well, if you think about Jesus feeding the 5,000, I yes. mean, that kind of fits into it too. Same that thing. Here he had, he had the bread and he gave thanks for it and started distributing it. And the blessing was after the, the prayer to God and, mm. and then he fed a multitude. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that the example we can say is what, you know, our hands open before us, what has God Mm -hmm. given us? Have we thanked him for it and then enjoyed it Yeah, and, and and experienced the blessing that comes after that? Because, and if we don't, if we, if we skip the Thanksgiving part of it, we're essentially living without noticing. Mm hmm. Right. It, it is. It is. It doesn't change the fact that it's there. We just haven't paid attention to its reality. And so then what are we focusing on? And I think that's why Thanksgiving is so critically important. It's what Anne uncovered in her 1000 gifts, but it's also what, what Jesus taught and what God has revealed through the scripture is to notice the hand of the provider. Uh, because yes. when we see that again and again, it changes our perspective on everything else. Mm hmm. Well, and it just deepens that relationship with him then because you're now clued into like, oh yeah, that was God. That has nothing to do with me. That has nothing to do with the people around me in a sense, you know, that Mm -hmm. was him working. Yeah. And I do think that, um, we become very good at being grateful and thankful at, at the time of a loss. Yes. And so if somebody dies or we discover we have to move or something broke, um, it's, it's that's when we're crushed, right? And rightly mm-hmm. so, because we recognize something valuable has been taken from us. Right. And, and so how can we live in that that crushed place in a way before it so that we can appreciate what we have? Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what you were saying, like Thanksgiving in the month of November is wonderful, but what does it look like to have that as a posture all year long? Right. So we're going to go into um, first uh, chapter one of the book of John today. We're going to read through verse 18. And everybody's going to be like, 
what in the world does this have to this do with Thanksgiving? Yeah. Uh, but, but hold on. We're going to get to verse 16, and you're going to see where the words came from. Uh, and then we're going to unpack it a little bit more. So, uh, Kaylee, would you read for us today? Yeah. I love this passage. It's such a beautiful way that John starts, yes. you know, his, his gospel. So, yes. in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. It is such a fantastic. The poetry just so, like, say, The poetry, the promise, uh-huh. the perspective, uh, uh, you know, I have almost the whole thing underlined and highlighted. Yeah. And what I have these, um, I was studying about the character of God and the nature of Jesus. And you know, so I have these little post-it notes here. Word, life, true life, and Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. he is all of those things. Creator, like this this pulls in the fact that he made everything. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. love verse 5, though. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Yeah. It's that victory and the overcoming and all of that wrapped up into one. So Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I probably have taught about this on the podcast before, but it's worth mentioning again. Like I um I have this shed that I that I work in and I wanted it really bright. Mm-hmm. And one thing that the Lord has shown me is that bright is very bright. It's like there's so many <laughs> windows that I had to go buy shades to make it darker. Right. But here's the deal. No matter how many shades I put on the window, I can't keep the light out of this space because you can't you can't make a space darker than dark when there's any amount of light. Mm-hmm. Right? So in the yeah. pitch in the pitch of night when it's completely black outside, um, even the moon shines into this space. It's never, yeah. it's never, this space is never dark. And I, I just think the power of light is greater than the power of darkness. Mm-hmm. Because it's you could I'm... walk into a dark room and, and flicker one little candle 
and it will light up in a completely different way. But it's very hard to turn the light dark. Yeah. And, and well, go ahead, you go. Well, and you think about, I mean, like how I know we're going to get to that, but how this plays into God's blessings in our lives. Mm-hmm. He's so present. And it does go back to, you know, are we paying attention to that? And are we, are we looking for that and letting that shine into us? Because he is, it, he's already there. Like you said, um, you know, it's just, are we looking for it? Yeah. And, and if, if we're looking for it, we should be looking for where there's life. So mm-hmm. every human being, every physical being it, mm-hmm. that God is there, he created it. Um, where there's a light, uh, the light of the world is, is present in, in the opposite of darkness of the, of the enemy of God, where is the victory in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the word like this, we talk about this all the time. Like we can't be the women God intended us to be if we're not in the word of God, because go. Yeah. Just, well, and I was just looking at, I mean, that really this concept ties into verse 10 through 12 that, he came to the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. Like the light is shining. He was in their midst, mm-hmm. but they didn't recognize him because they weren't looking. They didn't have their eyes turned to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, you know, to all who believed and accepted him, he's given us to, the right to become children of God, mm-hmm. which is such an amazing promise of our redemption and our salvation and where it comes from. Mm-hmm. But are we tuned into that? Yeah. Which I think that's what we're that's what we're looking at today. You know, are we tuned in to God's working in our lives, mm-hmm. and we're focused on that, which is going to strengthen our connection with Him mm-hmm. and help us to grow to be godly women. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's interesting as you pointed to those verses that the they are reborn not with a physical birth resulting mm-hmm. from human passion or plan, but a birth plan that comes from God. Right. Like we could be looking at things and saying, this is what I want. This is what I need. Here's my plan. This is what I'm passionate about. And yet, is this God's plan? Is this God's Mm -hmm. purposes for our lives? And then in verse 14, so the word became human and made his home among us. Uh, The fact that that God dwells with us, are we dwelling with God? Are Mm -hmm. Are we daily fellowshipping and communing with God? And I, I think it could be, like as we move into this um, idea of thankfulness, here's just one really quick example uh, that's really easy to do at any age and stage of our faith. Driving along a road and seeing creation in front of us and just thanking mm-hmm. God for it and saying, you know, when we were in New York, it was easy to thank God every time I was at the beach. I just saw like the beauty <laughs> of his creation, right? And when we moved to where we are in Pennsylvania now, there's no water anywhere near me. And, and for the first year, I was like, <gasps> you know, like I, I'm missing my source of like communion with God in nature. Right. And yet I have come to find the rolling hills and the sunsets and the color of the sky. The farm country. A farm country, an opportunity to worship God. And say, you even made that mountain there that changes into 18 different shades of orange and yellow every fall. fall. Right? And I I couldn't see that beauty where I was previously. So part of it is being able to say, God, I'm going to notice you in everything, everywhere, no matter what. 
Well, doesn't that tie back into, I don't remember which, which episode it was, but talking about Paul's contentment, finding yes. contentment in everything. Yes. yes. Every circumstance and every situation that really goes back to that same concept. Yeah. And we, I just sat in the car with my husband the other night after a date and we were talking about stuff and I was able to list off to him 20 different things that I love about where he has us right now. What I love Mm -hmm. about where we live, about the people we're involved in, about the opportunities that our kids are going through. And, and it wasn't a, I love this, but hate this. It was, I just love, 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 love that God, you have provided this, 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 and this. Right. And it's been, I think I've been in that posture of gratitude because I've been pursuing a posture of contentment. And you know that, and I've talked about this before, mm-hmm. that over this past year, I've asked God to make me content in all things. And I'm seeing out of that, mm. this fruit that is, is just amazing. And so we've got this verse here, this verse 16, from his abundance, we have received, all received one gracious blessing after another. And I, you know me, I like to go Greek. So I, right. I looked this up and it's actually, um, the NIV translates it out of his fullness. We have all received grace in place of grace already given. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Those Say are, that again. Go I know that one more time. Cause there's very different out of his fullness. We have all received grace in place of grace already given. Hmm. Which is a little bit different than from his abundance. We have all received one gracious blessing after another. And I actually think that the NIV has like a better translation than the NLT in this case. I mean, this is a happy verse to quote. But when you think about the grace in place of grace already given, uh, Jesus, and if the preceding verses are all about the word of God and the word becoming life and that life being the true light, who is Jesus Christ, yeah. that is the grace upon grace in place of grace already given. Mm. Right. And so that word filled or in the NIV, it says fullness. And in the NLT, it says filled. Um, we have all received one blessing upon another. Um, in the end, in the New Testament, the body of believers as that which is filled with the presence, power, agency, riches of God and Christ and of Christ, which leads to completeness and fullness of time. Mm. And then continues on to say abundance. So it's, it's our abundance is Christ. Yeah. It, it, it changes things. And so then abundance, the word abundance in NLT from his uh, abundance, that's where grace upon grace comes from the word uh, grace is charis in, Greece, okay. in Greek. And then charis means that which affords joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness, goodwill, loving kindness, and favor. Mm. The merciful kindness by which God, exerting his holy influence upon souls, turns them to Christ, keeps, strengthens, increases them in Christian faith, knowledge, affections, and kindles them to the exercise of the Christian virtues. That was the, that's the definition from blueletterbible.org in the, you know, the concordance. And so there is so much more to 
from his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. It's from his abundance, from his grace poured out on us through Jesus Christ. We have received the fullness of our faith to live the life God intended us to live with joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness, goodwill, loving kindness, and his, under his favor. Yeah. So, so what? It's so deep. And yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of times we do, we just, we kind of, well, Jesus came, we're, we're thankful for that. He saved us, but we don't, don't look so fully into what all did he give up? Like what the sacrifice that God made sending his son, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and saying, yes, go down to this crazy messed up world mm-hmm. and, and minister to these people who are going to hate you yeah. and reject you. Yeah. and despise you. Um, and he was. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. I mean, there was nothing pretty about it no. in his ministry. Like, I mean, for the people who understood, they rejoiced in his in his presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet even those didn't fully understand or grasp where he was coming from and in his real purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, like, I that translation, you know, grace upon grace, it's just, it keeps stacking up. Like, if you think about it, it just keeps piling on top of each other of all that God and Jesus have given us through the gift of his son coming to this earth. Right. And if you think of it from, you know, Paul's lens, where he Mm -hmm. says he's learned to be content in any and every situation with or without. Um, And he talks also, you know, in 2 Corinthians 4, he talks about, the being crushed and and perplexed and and attacked mm-hmm. and so we know that his life has not been his life was not easy right and and so giving being women who give thanks to the lord for a thousand gifts is not necessarily a thousand gifts of of material things and material mm-hmm. things could be uh one way that we give thanks because we see god's provisions but we could be women who give thanks for the abundance we have received grace upon grace through Jesus Christ moment by moment, breath by breath, that we have hope in our suffering, that we have joy in perseverance, that we have um, perspective in the face of opposition. Mm-hmm. And, and that those are, those are very tangible things that we can thank God for every single day. Well, and I think that's, there's benefit if we start there. Yeah. Yeah. Like if that's the foundation and the groundwork, because that's what I feel like when we, when we recognize that, that's what allows us to see all the minute ways that God shows up during our day and how he orchestrates things. Um, that then it's like, wow, wow, Lord, how you're working in this or that, or this situation or monetary, whatever it might be. Yeah. I think you're right. And so you have an example of one of the ways that you guys do that as a family mm-hmm. each week. Will you share that little habit yeah. you guys have? Yeah. So it's a tradition in our family that um, at the end of the work week, every Friday night, we sit together and we have worship and our worship holy centers around what was your blessings from the week? You know, how did God show up? Or another way to say it is that I saw Jesus in blank. Um, and some weeks it's small things of, you know, my daughter's in high school and that 
if she did well on a test or she just made it through that that week or she had a positive interaction with a friend or just got to hang out you know so sometimes it's, it's little things like that and other times it's larger things um when my son was born he had some medical complications that needed surgery and I still remember sitting in church and having a friend of mine. So he had his surgery. We finally got released from the hospital and we were in church the next couple weeks after that. And I had a friend lean over and hand me a check, hand us a check for hundreds of dollars. Wow. Because his niece had gone through some oh. leukemia treatment and he understood like what a strain it was on his sister's family financially mm. to pay for the medical bills. And I'm just sitting there like, just, you know, crying. Yeah, yeah. Just amazed at God's provision. We hadn't told anybody. I mean, like they knew Ryan had been in the hospital, but we hadn't told people any of our needs or whatever at the church. We just asked for prayer for Ryan that he, you know, the surgeons and everything would go fine with the surgery and stuff like that. But we hadn't expressed anything else. So to have like this just fall in our lap, I mean, I'm that week it was like, Lord, Thank you. Like you took care of before we even asked anything, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a posture that we've taken in our family to be like, what are the things and how have we seen God at work? That's um, so easy. It's so easy what you're suggesting. Yeah, I, I confess. I'm like, oh, Friday night would never work for us. Like, <laughs> we're, we're going in right. a lot of different directions. But I think, you know, grace upon grace, it can apply to how well, we, whenever how it we works. Do it. Yeah. So one of the things that our family um, does on, on the regular is when we do have family dinner, which is mm -hmm. irregular, we do highs and lows. And, mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily been a clear God has provided statement, but it sure. is kind of a reflection and a way to connect with one another. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of, we've had a New Year's tradition where we've done mm -hmm. a, a time capsule and on an index card, we write like our highs from the year and our lows from the year. Because both, it's the, the pillars mm -hmm. of joy and, joy and sorrow. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that we're hoping for or praying for for the next year. Mm, and I like that. Yeah, it's been really fun. We've done it for a couple of years and it's neat to go back and then look at where God has provided. Ooh. And also to remember, uh, the things that have been good that he did give us. Mm -hmm. and, and so for us, especially in the transition of the move, he was really helpful to see, wow, a year ago this time, these are the things that we wrote down that were really hard. Right. And they're not hard anymore. And I so, love that. Yeah, that, that has been good. And then the, the other thing that we do, and we're not super disciplined about it, but I have this uh, really big um, glass urn vase sort of thing mm -hmm. and we fill it with rocks and on the rock you know the, they're rocks the size of like a half of a tennis ball right and we'll write on one side of it um a couple words to remind us of god's provision and the date mm -hmm. and the you know what he did so like obviously leah getting into college and then mm -hmm. what college she chose that was god's provision um and, you know, making the baseball team, that was something that we had been praying yeah. about. Anything that anything that had been prayed about in advance and we saw God mm -hmm. answer a prayer uh, goes into the, that vase. And so 
the neat part is that when we moved, we had to unpack all the rocks and then put them all back in when we moved. So we were able to sit down and go through all those rocks together. And my son just said the other day, he goes, Mom, I know we're not moving, but we need to sit down and go through those rocks every year. I love that. Right? Well, and if you think about it, you know, in the Old Testament, they would build altars. Like they would erect these structures in a sense to as memorials yeah god has led us this far he's brought us through this or this and they were markers yeah they were markers along their journey and i think that's the thing like regardless of how we structure this within our family units or whatever works how are we marking um the moments where we're seeing god and like you said the lows too you know how are we documenting and saying like this was this was a challenge this was difficult this hurt Mm -hmm. and yet this is how God helped me persevere or these are the people that he brought into my life at just this right time to help me to get through or this was the small blessing of you know somebody giving me a chocolate bar I don't know it's just you know when I need it most um and and being able to look back on that so that we don't lose sight of yeah. where he's brought us. I think it's it's so it's part of God's plan. I mean, Psalm 78, I've taught on that before that his his order for us, his command for us is that we would tell the next generation about the mm-hmm. faithfulness of God and his glorious deeds so that they should set their hope anew on God. And, and so that's the stories, and we tell stories if we have thankful markers. Right. And, and however we want to do it. I, I We had dear friends pop in, and they we haven't seen them in seven or eight years. I only know like half of their children because of how Aww. many they've had since we since they moved away. And um, my friend Joe, he was standing in front. I have a picture wall in our house, and it's mm-hmm. not the prettiest. It's probably no longer fashion trendy. <laughs> but it is these pictures of our life and the people who have been part of our life. Mm. And it took a little bit of effort to put it up again after we moved because so it's hard to recreate something. And he stood and he's like, look, girls, you made it on their wall. Like they are part of Aww. our story and always will be. Uh, and so that may be even a way to do it. I mean, we, we can get so caught up in curating our lives through social media right now. But yeah. there's nothing to say that you don't do a, a 30-day photo documentation of God's faithfulness or a 365-day sure. documentation of God's faithfulness and, and not have them curated photos, but forget the editing and, and just do it uh, yeah. just as a way to get in the discipline of looking for God's abundance and the fullness that he has for us. Agreed. Because, again, I mean, you were kind of talking at the very beginning, you know, that there's some women on our tribe that are so creative in their journaling and where I tend to lean towards just the words. But so within our own unique wiring and our creativity, what are ways that we can put this into practice Um that we're just we're looking for God and how He's moving and working in our lives. That's great. So right there, I think is our great challenge question. Yeah. Um, what will you do to become a woman who gives thanks and is very aware of God's abundance that He has given us—the grace upon grace, the fullness that we find, you know, overflowing from the Word of God. 
the life of Christ, the true light of this world, and Jesus himself who dwells within us, we know that that is where the blessings pour out from, but Mm -hmm. how will we be women who pay attention to that more than everything else Uh, uh, for the next 30 days and the next 30 years, right? Yeah, well, I mean, and when we start something, you know, you start a new habit, it takes those initial, I don't know, I, I know there's research about how many days or how many weeks you need to set aside to start something that it then becomes a habit that you continue on with, so. Yeah. Well, there it is. Good. We'll, we'll go yeah, with that. No. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, that's awesome. Kaylee, will you close us in prayer today? Yeah. Heavenly Father, we just praise you and we thank you for who you are. Uh, most importantly, we thank you that you came down to this earth and that you have you lived among us um, and you just showed us who the Father is. And we're so appreciative of your sacrifice and your salvation. And Lord, we just ask that as we talked about today, that we will cultivate a heart of gratitude and thankfulness for how you work and how you move in our lives and that we would, um, what, however that looks, that we would set up you know, markers in our lives to remember um, how you've led us and guided us and how you will continue to do so in the future. So we thank you so much for all these things and so much more. In your loving name, amen. Amen. Thanks for praying. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the More to Be podcast. We are praying you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and His Word during your time with us today. Be sure to visit moretobe.com slash podcast for show notes and downloadable resources. May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in his work every day.